Uh, we are live from the first episode of Who Are They Movie Reels. I am your host, Matt Thomas. This is my co-host, Nick Molbach. And today we have our guest with us. That's Taylor. me, Taylor Cleek, baby. Um, we just wanted to talk about what this show is real quick. Um, Nick and I have been making a lot of films ourselves, and we also know a lot of people in the independent movie industry in Cleveland. So what we want to do is use this show as a platform to help us build more of an audience and help them also. And yeah, I'll let Nick talk a bit about it. Um, Matt and I are big fans of watching things like Collider movie talk and stuff like that. And I think that that was where our biggest inspiration for stuff like this came from. So big shout out to the big dog, Christian Harloff and Mark Ellis and all of them over there um, for inspiring us to finally do this and take matters into our own hands, I guess. Right. Yeah, I guess. Oh. Um, but each, each week we're going to have a couple of different things. We're going to have a weekly game. Uh, we're going to have a, segment that we call Indie Spotlight, which will shine uh, some spotlight on a local independent artist, whether they're an uh, actor, uh, musician, director, writer, doesn't matter. Just give everyone a little bit of love. And, of course, we'll review movies and talk about the week that was in movie and television news. Word. <laughs> so, without, without further ado, welcome to Who Are They? Movie Reels. Um, so the week that was, there was a ton of trailers that dropped this week. Uh, among them was Dumbo. I, I, I honestly, the trailer did nothing for me. I didn't care for it whatsoever, and I have no interest in seeing this film. Did you care at all after the first trailer? A little bit, no. actually. A little bit, a little bit. Um, uh, I mean, look, I think it looks actually pretty decent. Like, I don't really generally care about these Disney live-action movies, like, they're just... Obviously, they're just retellings of stories that they've told before in a really great way, but usually they're just, like, worse versions because they have to take stuff out because they're, they're no longer... They're limited by the fact that it's real and they have weird, ugly art styles. Um, well, don't forget that this one is directed by Tim Burton, so yeah. crank up the ugly art styles. The master of ugly art to, styles. Which is fine. I mean, that's his style. So I, I personally have to say that I think that this movie looks okay, um, I already know that they've removed the Timothy the Mouse character from the movie, which always was a character that I enjoyed. Well, he's um, still there. He just doesn't talk. Yeah, and they replaced him with Danny DeVito, okay? <laughs> which, in some cases, is actually an upgrade. I am actually... But... I'm, I'm, look, I'm excited because, like, got Michael Keaton, Danny DeVito reuniting with Tim Burton. Like, that's an appeal to me. I actually am looking forward to this a little bit. I completely forgot about the Batman connection. Yeah, yeah that's that, cool. That is, Batman Returns, is, baby. Yeah, that is a pretty cool. Getting the band back together. No, I think it actually looks kind of decent. I'm, I'm interested in it. It's it's definitely a choice to have Burton do it, because you could just plug anyone in there, and they could just make live-action Dumbo and hit all the typical beats. So, you know, it's a choice to kind of have an auteur like Burton in there. I, if they can nail the pink elephant scene. That is the big thing. Nail that crow scene, I, right? I feel, oh, gosh. Oh God. I don't think that that's coming. <laughs> Got a feeling those guys are getting cut. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, it looks all right. I'm interested. I mean, I don't really mess too hard with any of these movies. Like, I already forgot everything about Cinderella. Beauty and the Beast, it is see, what it is. Beauty but... and the Beast, I loved. Like, that's been, yeah. I'll say it was my second favorite. I, the, I know that this all started with Alice in Wonderland. And then after that, we got oh, yeah. Maleficent. 
I forgot about those. Never mind. Now I'm less excited because Tim Burton made those. Oh gosh. No, yeah. he only, he only did the first Alice in Wonderland. He was a producer. Bad on enough. The second. <laughs> but no, um, legitimately, I I didn't care for Maleficent or Alice in Wonderland or no. the second Alice in Wonderland. They they hit the right strides with me when it came to Jungle Book, and then they continued that with Beauty and the Beast. Like you, I didn't care for Cinderella. Yeah, like, I forgot Cinderella even happened. To right. be honest with you, I don't think I've ever even seen that movie. I don't know if your girlfriend let that one. Pass. Uh, she's seen it. She's I mean, do you all care about Aladdin? I know. There's... Yes, Aladdin. I'm I'm interested in because of Guy, Guy Ritchie alone. Again, yeah, that's an interesting choice to make something well, like it, that. Well, considering. Once you think about it, the beginning of that movie is kind of a heist, and that's his style. He's got the style to pull something like that off. Yeah, I mean, it could be like a, you know, yeah, snatch and grab kind of street level, like Rapscallion yeah. story. You know, it works. It's, I mean, I, I'm a little intrigued by it. All I know is Will Smith better have a tie-in rap song. He hasn't made one in years. <laughs> if the genie doesn't rap, I want a refund. That's see, what I'm saying. See, that's... Genie that rap. casting was a little, I don't know. But who, It works. I get it. Like, who, I can yeah, see it. Who else I, in this day and age, realistically, though, can you get to pull off something like Robin Williams did? Jim Carrey, but then again, he was kind of off the face of the map when that casting all was D- going dude's on. Dude's busy getting egged. Yeah. <laughs> you um, know, he's busy with his art. You gotta remember his art. And, oh, he yeah, he's playing Eggman, right? He's playing Egg- Eggman, Eggman, baby. Eggman is, that is, I, I've seen the set photos of that, and I know we're getting a little bit off topic there, but oh my gosh, it looks horrible. Oh, that you're talking movie, about the Sonic the Hedgehog? The Sonic the Hedgehog yeah. movie looks Can't terrible. Can't wait. Next and year's gonna be that's, insane. That's gonna be, that's gonna be Taylor's next episode of Cosmopolitan. Is going to be. Don't, don't get ahead just, of yourself. Just reviewing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but in other trailer news, we also had Disney drop a, another trailer, a teaser more so, for Toy Story 4. Oh, yeah. Which was interesting that it's basically a fork was given sentient life because it had googly eyes put on it. Yeah. A spork, excuse me. It was, it was made to be a toy. Yeah, it was made to be a toy, so... Are they going to go into the physics of, like, how all that works? I, I don't... <laughs> like, I, I need to know. The rules of their universe? Right. See, th- this is one that I'm scared for because the Toy Story films are a near-perfect trilogy. I know I don't personally care for... The, I like the first one more than the second one. And I, I, yeah, I get that. But it ended on a perfect note with the third yeah. film. And I'm kind of afraid more so for this, especially when you see Sporky, and it's like, huh? Yeah, I saw a lot of people freaking out, like, saying they are excited, but that seems like a really weird, thin concept to justify making a fourth Toy Story. I mean, I'm not going to doubt the people at Pixar. They seem to have a good handle on what they're doing. I'm sure they've got something deeper than that. They're, that's a means to a more interesting ends, whatever they're trying to say with this movie. It's not like I'm not going to buy the Toy Story ticket. But I was like, all right, that's not an angle I expect. I mean, I guess it's creative, so. Well, the original concept was it's going to be about Woody and Bo Peep, which obviously. And that was she, written by Rashida Jones, but she left the project. Oh, right. The right. Stuff. So I don't know if they're still running with that. And uh, Well, they said that I looked at the casting, and the woman who does the voice for Bo Peep is coming back, and they're talking about a road trip story. So hmm. there's a chance that's still a part of it because it was his supposed to be a search for Bo Peep so maybe that has something to do with it but. I mean they could go wild with the Sporky thing like he could just be like an existential nightmare that's like, my, like, like that's what the trailer made it seem like he's like yeah. I'm not supposed to be like made a, made a toy by a kid knows the kid like has met his maker he's met his god <laughs> 
He's seen them face to face, and it's a flawed god. Like oh, Sporky's god. gonna have a Sporky. tortured existence. So I guess now that I'm, the more I think about it, I'm like, yeah, I'm here for that. That's that's wild. <laughs> you know, and, and and there's a few plot points to go along with it. One, he could be evil. He could create a <laughs> just a minion army of Whoa. other Sporkies. Better not be literally a minion army. Oh god, <laughs> that would not go over Please, well. Please no. And uh, you know, you know, the minions are coming to Toy Story Four. But personally, if you ask me, it's the other teaser that explained who the villains were for this movie. Yeah, the and key, it's going to be Keen Peel. Yeah, Keen oh, um, I did think, you not see the second? Trip? No, I did see it. I just didn't. Yeah, think the, it. those stuffed animals. Yeah, I think Sporky will be a side character. I don't know the poster that they released for Sporky made him look like he was a villain because yeah. he looked angry. In it. But I personally think that Keen Peel's uh, what is it? Carnival rabbit and duck characters. Yeah. I, I think that they are going to end up being the villains in this movie. I don't know in what capacity, but I, I think that I actually... Uh, I don't know if anybody here watches Black Nerd Comedy. He's a YouTuber. I think that I actually stole that from him, but uh, just to give credit where credit's due. But I, I think that I kind of agree with that plot point that he is probably... Or they're probably going to be the villains. Let me get philosophical on you real quick. If Sporky is a toy, and then thus is sentient and has life, um, are, can sex toys come to life as well oh, in this God. universe? Is oh, it God. weird that I was thinking the same thing? They are toys, right? I if, mean, a couple of them have batteries. Throw a couple See, eyes on a Sporky, give, comes to life? What about them? That's when you give, them? like, the sausage party guys a little yeah. bit too much responsibility. And that's, um, that's, I'm saying that is an interesting narrative. Yeah, for no. Toy Story Five. Then, then Call it, me. Then, wait, wait. <laughs> Pixar. You you know they're pro Pixar is prone to slip in those double entendre jokes, and I could see one coming just because so, of that. So like they have a song and dance dildo number. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Again, now all I'm thinking about is the sausage party guys doing right, an opening right, like right. they did. Okay, uh, what are we getting too off topic? Yeah, let, for no, you, no, 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 it's not getting off topic. But Swan, let, let's take this let's take this naughty energy and into Ooh. something that, into a movie that is being somewhat re-released with Once Upon a Deadpool. They are toning down the violence and the the cursing, and we are getting a Princess Bride Deadpool movie. Um, that yeah. one-minute teaser, that was sure something. Yeah, that's a, that is a Deadpool. <laughs> Fox really wants to make money. Um, Why well, you still can get it? Well, you still can't, cause, cause, and you know what? Even the great Fred Savage makes a joke during that trailer yeah. about Disney's Marvel, which is crazy because of the merger. Um, I I think that this is just a cash grab so they can get all the kids who already saw the movie. See, that's my thing is I feel like all these people who they think that they're catering well, to already saw this. Movie. I don't I don't think so oh, because. Yeah. Um, I was listening to Collider Live earlier, and they had a parent call, and he's like, yeah, this is something I feel like I'm okay taking my seven-year-old to, because it's PG-13 and not R-rated. And yeah. you're going to have a lot of parents who were iffy about taking their parent, their kids to a Deadpool or a Deadpool 2 because they knew the content that was going to be in it. It's like, all right, now it's PG-13, the same as me taking them to Batman or Spider-Man or any of this, and... Honestly, I can see where they're coming from, but I think this is going to end up 
like you said, being a cash grab. Uh, well, do they have my it, money? It's all profit. Oh, yeah, at that's this point. Well, no, I mean, they, the movies. No, they reshot. They added stuff. They, they. Oh. I mean, well, I think I all they added that. was Deadpool and Fred Savage no, 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 sitting in a bedroom. If you, if you watch the teaser, there's a ton of shots that weren't in any. I feel of the like Deadpool they shot movie. it already, though. Yeah. I mean, they probably here's the, here's the thing, is that they probably went into this movie already thinking that they were going to do this. I mean, there's yeah. no way that they didn't. I don't think that they shot the Fred Savage stuff prior oh, no, that, to that. That, that was confirmed but that to be shot in October. I so. think that they shot those scenes. I mean, it looks like that they're at the park near where uh, everybody, spoiler alert, dies in X-Force. So I, I personally think that, you know, at this point, obviously they needed somebody to recut the movie, but it's only profit from this point forward when they release that movie. They could have ten people go see that movie and they're making the money back from it. It, so, it is an, a blatant and apparent cash grab, but I think that'll be something they'll obviously lean into and play for laughs. That'll probably be the best part is just seeing that they're like gross editing down of Deadpool into a PG-13. Like, I'm hoping, like, he's blowing dudes' heads off and, like, confetti pops out. Like, I hope like I hope it's that much of a piss take, because that would be... Like, I'd, oh, I'd, that'd be great. I'd, I'd come back again to watch something that ridiculous. Yeah, I, I, can, I can agree to that. I, it probably already has my money, honestly, because I was watching that trailer, and, and the Marvel joke at the end just sealed it for me. Oh, but, it's hilarious, of I mean, course. I mean, I don't really even know that it is well geared towards kids, because, like... Yeah, I'm sure kids these days are really going to be slapping their knees at that Princess Bride reference. Like, well, they're, it, like they it, know what that is. Princess Bride just had their, its 30th anniversary, I think it was, and a lot of parents... Just had, add, got added to Criterion, I yeah. believe, actually. And a lot kids of parents, love Criterion. <laughs> a lot of parents have actually spent this past year or so showing their kids that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's something they grew up with. Why wouldn't they want to share it with their kids? That's like a parent sharing Indiana Jones or Star Wars or Star Trek... Or even the original Superman movies and Batman movies. So, I mean... It's it's a ridiculous idea, and I guess it's appropriate to the property. May as well get a couple paychecks signed before the mouse just kicks those people to the curb. Well, also, also the thing is, a dollar from each uh-huh. ticket, which I think they could honestly do more, but we're not going to go there. A dollar from each ticket is going to the fuck cancer charity all right that's reynolds thing right yeah well reynolds and a ton of other people i know um uh what's his name who plays green arrow Stephen amell and uh a guy who plays sam winchester on supernatural are both have both done things for fuck cancer in the past so i mean considering deadpool's a character that has cancer i can kind of understand where it's come from it's interesting though that It's only going to be in theaters for 12 days, and they're calling it the 12 Days of Deadpool. Oh, December 12th, I didn't know that. Yeah, December 12th through the, through the 24th. And kids, so normally, at least for the 12th and on, kids are normally still in school. It's like the couple days before Christmas is when they get out. So that first week, I don't know how much money they're really going to see. I'll be interested to see if it, how much of the box office they eat up, like... Like, like, what if this messes up the Aquaman release, you well, know what I mean? Think, and that, you're right, that's in a busy time, because on the 14th, you have another Spider-Verse, then on the... Oh, yeah. The 19th, we get Mary Poppins Returns, then on the 20th... Ooh! <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> Poppins! That's my next favorite live-action Disney She's remake. back! Uh, and then... The animated uh, one was better. <laughs> And then Friday, that Friday, the 21st, we get Bumblebee, we get Aquaman. He's back! (laughs) Which, speaking of 
Aquaman and Bumblebee, each studio has taken an, an interesting approach in allowing uh, there being preview screenings that you pay for ahead of time. Aquaman is doing one on the 15th. Through Amazon Prime. Through Amazon Prime, Prime. yeah. If you're, if you're a Prime member, you can go ahead and get your tickets. And Bumblebee is just doing a general one at the top theaters in each area um, on December 8th. So that was something that, of course, news came out for that after Aquaman's record numbers of sales on Adam. So that was interesting to me for the fact of, are we going to switch to this thing now where you're going to have one chance to see a movie before it comes out, but you still got to pay for it? I mean, that... That's that's just a it is kind of bizarre and if it catches on it's like what's even the point of doing that it just becomes your new release date I feel yeah, yeah. I don't know I guess I, it's I, I guess it's to social media presence because you'll have people talking about how they saw it and giving their opinions on it and that maybe may create more buzz for the, the rest of the general populace at the same time though it's one probably going to create a lot more spoilage. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean well, without, without so here's a, doubt, here's the thing. I mean, we go to see movies early every once in a while, and it's like you know, it. There's a bunch of randos that should not be in the theater, and <laughs> and that might be where this limits that. So I don't entirely hate it. I feel like this I is to, more randos. If, <laughs> if I have to sit well, next well, to well, a guy well, again who points out uh, Liz Allen's mom is Queen Latifah one more time, <laughs> I. I will be more. That happens. Yeah. That happened, and I never need that to ever happen again. If you're listening, great. But if you're listening, whatever. Fuck you. Right. Okay. Like you know who you are. Yeah. Um, oh, but, it's not. It's not as bad as the, Taylor and I at Creed Two tonight, and you have oh a woman God. audibly screaming at one of the most emotional parts of the film. <laughs> like seriously. <laughs> See. And, and we like, just. Maybe... And it got. It got to the point where I even shocked myself, and I just screamed, "Yo, shut up." I mean, maybe this, scary. this would limit these random people who who should not be in the theater seeing honestly, these damn movies because I hate it. It wouldn't though because when you think about it, you're gonna these everybody who who is available to can buy the tickets, but are these people gonna just pay to see it earlier? Or are they gonna wait to, for their preview screening just to see it for a chance to see it for free? Well, that's the point. That's my point. But is that I, why I wouldn't think they'll you still wait? be? I still. Yeah, but a lot of okay, okay, all right. So a lot of those preview screenings are selling tickets through, um, not even selling tickets. Or not, they're giving, giving away tickets, giving away through, tickets through, through radio. Social media, yeah. They're giving away through social media, email. The hardcore fans such as us who enjoy going to the movie theater to get a good movie experience, we are probably going to be more willing to pay for a preview screening as compared to people who just see it as going to see a movie for free. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. Clearly. It's not. It's a good thing that people go to see these movies early and you know can give their opinions on them and everything like that. But I would much rather go see these movies with people who would actually appreciate it more. If that makes any shut sense. Shut up. But not you. They shut up. Well, <laughs> what a weird. Shut up. I, I'm, don't, I'm done with this. I'm done with this show. Back, shut up. <laughs> but back to what you said about the spoilers. <laughs> Are they going to have to move the press embargo dates up at that point? Because if you're pressed, you can pay to get in that yourself, especially if you have Amazon Prime and Aquaman's case. You can't stop the randos, though. You can't stop the randos, but the fact of the matter is... That's my point. Somebody's... Yeah. See, here's the thing. I mean, you guys went to go see Venom. I oh, did not God. get a chance to yeah, go see did. the masterpiece. But here's the thing. And spoilers, again, I don't know why I'm becoming the spoiler guy already. But, you know, Woody Harrelson's scene as Carnage at the end was 
already leaked online. It leaked as online the previous before screening. our screening. Right, exactly. Yeah. So it's like this for stuff is screening. this stuff is never ever going to you know not happen. Unfortunately, yeah, but it's but that's why I said, do we move you like if you're going to show it to the public that early, you're going to have public leak saying what right, their opinion course. was. At that point, shouldn't you allow a critic? to share their opinion that far in advance also because I know, yes, there's embargoes for reasons, but if you're going to risk your property like that, especially a week in advance or two weeks in advance in Bumblebee's case... Especially with the DCEU. Yes. I mean, that's 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 where I was shocked, where they were like, hey, we'll let you guys see this movie for free if you pay for it, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, they just have had such a bad track. I, I think that's way. part of the reason they were up. And once you look at it, both of these films are coming off of bad predecessors. Bumblebee, you have the last Transformers movie, which, God... You like it? it? <laughs> oh, God, let's not go into that, Taylor. <laughs> They're probably hoping these randos see it enjoy it and then tweet out yeah. how great it was well, and, that, and that's, then that's, that's where know, I was getting that's my yeah. point these dumbasses who see Batman versus Superman and live off the hype of seeing the Flash and then five seconds later change their mind on their opinions on the movie hi former me hi former me as well I'm sitting there next to my friend like holy crap it's Batman and then like I get into my car and I'm like was that really that good yeah. absolutely not come, no. come five days later hey what'd you think of it uh, did you like it no did you and no. then I got my uncle coming back and be like you said you liked it a couple of days ago. Like, no, no, no. Some movies pass. you need to let marinate a bit. Like. Of course. Because there's, a, you know, I mean, with superhero movies especially, there's just so much that, like, goes into the, you know, Easter egg factor even. One, one tiny little detail that you can catch if you're a comic book fan can completely hype up an entire movie for you, so, such as yeah. The Flash randomly showing up in Batman vs. Superman. Which... I don't think we'll have any other heroes popping up in Aquaman. The other trailer that released this week, the final trailer for Aquaman. Uh, it didn't do anything for me. But, I mean, to be it? honest with you, I just have not necessarily cared for this movie. Yeah. And See, it's probably because Aquaman was never on my top ten list before. and well, you no. know. See, he's not on mine either, but the fact of the matter is you have Jason Momoa and James Wan attached. Oh, of course. I mean, anything that does not have Zack Snyder attached to it right now is perfectly fine. Oh, that's by golden. And, and here's the thing, is that, you know, I, you guys know Watchmen's one of my favorite movies of all time. And I love the visual aspect of it. You know, from a visual standpoint, from a special effects standpoint, that movie is fantastic to me. And you guys know that that's what I want to do. On the other hand, Batman vs. Superman and Justice League, whether Joss Whedon had more power in it than he did, they were horrible. I'm looking forward to see somebody else directing it, obviously. Yeah. So, I mean, again, and we're talking about interesting choices earlier, I think... Getting James Wan, who's you know most notably a horror director, to do something like Aquaman, it's a fascinating choice. Um, I think he is a good visual director. That said, every time I'm, I am kind of like done seeing Aquaman trailers, like I'm just ready to see the movie because. I don't know, like the the tone seems a little weird. I can't. I I'm, it seems th- like a Phase One Marvel movie. It's, and also the I mean it's a fairly simple plot yeah. it's, it's very it's it's, it's it's very like black it's, panther it's black unfortunately panther the sea. yeah unfortunately that's, for them that's really all you I, I mean i mean a couple years ago i watched the dc animated version of aquaman and it looks like the exact same plot i saw in there i mean aquaman can be badass i know he's kind of the the butt of the joke for years um but when you really think about it like dude rules a kingdom at the bottom of the sea and fights giant monsters like and that's can sick control said giant <laughs> monsters yeah. with his mind that kind of rules actually if you just got somebody who knows what they're doing so 
it, there's potential in it. It looks a lot more lighthearted than I would have expected James Wan to do, but I guess he does Fast and the Furious now, which are ridiculous action movies. So well, he only did one. But even still, he's he's he can, he can step outside of well, horror. Well, no, so. that was also him flexing his muscles because WB wasn't sure what they were going to do with the Conjuring at the time. So they're like, all yeah. right, well, you figure this out. I'm gonna go make another movie in the Fast and Furious yeah. world, and we're gonna break all these box office records because Paul Walker died. Yeah. No, I I mean I, I don't I'm not here to say every movie looks ugly, but I do feel like Aquaman looks kind of weird and ugly. But my thing is, I think they. The fact that they gave him the showrunner position on the Swamp Thing show for the DC uh, Universe app. That I'm looking forward to. That makes me, that in my opinion, speaks a ton to the quality of Aquaman and what they believe about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and Ryan Johnson got a Star Wars series. Or in a new... Yeah, but that's, that's a showrunner is... I get it. That's... But here, here's the thing, and, and that wasn't me knocking the Last Jedi people. That's just me stating something that happened. No, you fuck know, you. Clearly, <laughs> wow, just get out. Of here. Uh, but but here's the thing. I mean, and, and going back to the DC streaming service, you know, when the Titans trailers were being released, oh god, my god, could they? You know, they have this dark, gritty fuck Batman trailer, and then they have the okay. Jason Todd trailer come out, yeah. and it's like. What tone are you trying to pick for this series? And, and then you see the series. And things have gotten a little bit better as time goes on, but that's not what yeah. this is about, obviously. But I'm just saying, like, Aquaman, I can't figure out what kind of a movie it wants to be by the trailers. So maybe that's fine. It looks fun, lighthearted. Look, I think it's not trying to... I, I see it, and I think the first Thor movie. That's legitimately what I've thought. Yeah, it... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's trying to... to come up with like a new five-star revolution in the genre i think it's just trying to take a property do it justice no pun intended have fun and i mean i'm not expecting much out of it hopefully it can rise to my lukewarm expectations i'm if it's like a good three and a half out of five like i'll be happy and that'll be on the higher end of recent dc films anyway so i mean i'm obviously gonna check it out they already sold me that ticket like so no sweat but We'll see. It, it it looks all right. You just made like seven DC EU puns mm-hmm. like within your speaking. Right. I don't even think you realized it because you said rise, which I'm pretty sure is like the isn't that the theme of like Justice League? I don't know. I'm a punny guy. <laughs> um, but I mean, I mean, here's here's my thing. Just to, it looked like you wanted to end it, but like, you know, I I'll see it. How am I not going to yeah. see it? I mean, but, we already got our tickets. So right. Thank I you, mean, Amazon. But the thing is, is that like you know, am I a little bit DC EU fatigued? Maybe. I don't know if I am anymore because it's been a full year since we got a, a DCEU film. True. But, but granted, it's news, a memory in my head yeah. of what it oh, was shame. is always But also, be there. there's nothing but news churning out about DC movies, and I think that... That's kind of kicking into yeah. it. I mean, he, here's the thing. is Over all these podcasts, my friends, you're going to be hearing a lot about the Joker movie because I'm obsessed with the Joker, oh. and I love the Joker. Get out of here. Um, and, and, and like, it, it, but, you know, that has been nothing but set leaks so yeah. far. And that doesn't bother that, me entirely. And I'm sure that we'll get into that at some point down the line. But, like, I, that isn't what's killing me right now. It's these characters that maybe I don't necessarily care that much about that I'm just like, eh, I've already seen them in, in Justice League. and you know, But at the same time, Marvel's doing that with their films. I mean, look, uh, they announced a Black Widow movie. That's a character arguably a lot of people don't care yeah. about. 
I'm, she's been in the movies. But though. she's been That's in the movies. The He's been in a movie, but the fact of the matter is you have a star name attached like Jason Wall, who you can argue his star as much as oh, Scarlett Joe's in stuff. He's a bigger star than her, in my opinion, just because... Really? Yeah. No, not... I don't go that far. Uh, it's arguable, because I know a lot of people who would like his stuff more and would prefer to see his stuff than... He hasn't really done a lot, though. He's done a lot on television. Well, of course. And Netflix and things yeah, like that. So but... I'm factoring all, I'm factoring in all facets of entertainment. And right guys, now. Black Widow's going to be a limited series. That's what they're doing with everybody. I mean, no, they, Black Groot Widow's or, a film. I, yeah, they're saying I mean, Groot and Rocket got it. Getting a mini, today. yeah, like, mini everybody's getting that's a mini. Series. That's a mini. Oh, really? I heard about. I didn't hear this headline. Yeah. Kind of breaking. Oh, sorry, kind of breaking Ray, news Ray, again Ray, for me. Because I actually don't know what you're talking about. They got so yeah. Rocket and Groot got a mini series announced today. Yeah, and I guess that's what happens when you have to shelve a movie. Yeah, I mean the the Disney app. Or Disney Plus, as we now know the official name, it's got a ton of stuff going on. You got it: Loki show, Winter Soldier, and Falcon. The fighting over who becomes Captain America. Yeah, that's definitely what the show... <laughs> like when you announce they have a show together. That's I've we, heard we about all the see the. Damn! <laughs> what? This is all breaking news to me. I don't. Wow. I'm tapping. You're, you're, that was like. Well, did you hear about your favorite live action Disney movie? Lady and the Tramp. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna, gonna be, be exclusive be to on launch. Gross. <laughs> hey, it's you said gross. Gross. Tessa, Tessa Thompson, Thompson and is. Justin Theroux. Like, is and, it starring Tessa Thompson, or is it just gonna be her voice come out of a gross, I think, I, gross I think computer puppy eating spaghetti? I, I think they're uh, <laughs> they're supposedly gonna try to like. <laughs> Fit the actors' faces and. Ew! Oh no! <laughs> that's a, what? That's a thousand percent more gross. <laughs> but uh, ew! They're all like the dinosaurs, like they're in that series. Oh god! They're... No 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 no! Like, th- th- <laughs> please describe it better, because I don't know what the hell <laughs> here, you're here. talking about. Think like about how. Think about how they, you can see a little bit of Mark Ruffalo in the animation of the Hulk. And no, you shouldn't get that in dogs, yeah, dude. Yeah, the Hulk's well, at least humanoid. I know, but that's that's what I've heard. Jolly they're aiming giant. for. I don't well, want the, any well, human no, on my no, dog. No, like the eyes, like the lady's no. eyes, are supposed to be like Tessa Thompson's eyes. <laughs> no, <those big laughs> don't like it. I love Tessa Thompson. Uh, like dogs, don't want them in the same vessel. <laughs> Uh, okay, okay, okay. But the Disney no, streaming service... Human dogs. I, they, they've Thanks, they've announced... Thumbs <laughs> they've down. Announced that's a, now, that's an ugly movie. They, <laughs> they've announced a lot. We have Lo- Loki, we have Scarlet Witch, we have Rocket and Groot miniseries, we have Winter Soldier and Falcon. We also have the two Star Wars shows, which one of them had casting... Well, technically both of them did, but one announced... Uh, who the show's following, and that's the Cassian Andor character from Rogue One, and the wow. other, yeah, wow, and the <laughs> other, the other yeah, really. announced uh, two actors being cast, and Paul, Paul, uh, Pedro Pascal being cast as the lead in the Mandalorian. And you almost just said Pablo Hidalgo. No, I almost said Pablo Pascal because John Campion <laughs> said that on his podcast. But no, um, Pedro Pascal being cast as the Mandalorian, and Gina Carano of. Fast and Furious and Haywire fame. And Deadpool. That first Deadpool movie. Um, oh, she played the evil henchman? Yeah. The, yeah. the one who's Colo- who Colossus Good covered enough. her titty up. Yep. yep. Yeah. Uh, she She's an actress of very little word, and that's how to use her best. 
I hope so. I mean, I I don't know. He, I mean, The Mandalorian intrigues me because of the directors that are involved with it. I can oh, care less about anything. I mean, and then the Cassian show. Please don't talk about that. Like, I mean, at this point, wow. I that's it, so Star Wars. That is so Star Wars fatigued. Yeah. If, if you ask me, I mean, here's the thing: is you know I'm not Star Wars fatigued. Yeah. But, but. Oh my god, I reason, could care less about that the show. The reason is... I already forget Is it because Diego Luna is not doing anything besides some Fargo show? Like, No, I, it's because... No, Narcos. I don't know which one. He's Narcos is what he does. And then he was Farcos. up for... He was up for uh, the Scarface remake, and then he dropped out of that. Uh, that's that's never good happened. for him. That's never... That's, yeah, that's not, that's oh, wait, isn't that David Ayer's movie? No, he, he got canned from it. <laughs> All right. If, if David Ayer's getting canned from your movie, that's probably Well, they, there was creative differences because he wanted to make it dark, and they're p- apparently pushing PG-13. I bet he... For I, Scarface? Yep. Do you, do you think oh, God, he wanted to make it um, <laughs> like a L.A. Uh, gang movie? No, he, he talked about... He, do you think he would like to make a... Joker is. Do you actually. think he'd like to make a movie like that where it's like really uh, tough and masculine <laughs> and on the streets and it's about gangsters? Would he make a movie like oh. that? Oh, Oh, you mean with, like, orcs? And humans and pixies and elves? And, like, there's cops in it. You oh. think David Ayer likes making movies like that? Yeah, bright, yeah. Well, that's, a, that's got a bright future. Uh, that idea has a bright future. I like no. that tank movie he made. Oh, yeah. yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, with Shia LaBeouf? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Shia LaBeouf wasn't that. It's I've, Brad Pitt, Shia LaBeouf. I think Logan uh, Lerman and... Fury, it's a good movie. Yeah. yeah. Logan yeah, Lemon and Brad movie. Pitt is what it oh. comes to mind. Oh, Suicide Squad. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, that's what I was talking about. What are we? Some kind of Suicide but no, Squad? Probably some kind of tank movie? A lot of people <laughs> actually say Rogue One is their favorite out of all the Disney movies that have been Not released. Me. I don't... I, it's my least favorite out of the four. Boring. Oh, I can't see you doing that. <laughs> I like visual bits on podcasts. <laughs> Eventually, we want to get there, but yeah. we'll see. But no, so I can understand why they did it, and he was one of the few characters that people responded to. It was him, mainly him and K- and K two S O as Droid, which I wouldn't be surprised if this show covers how he came to be in his possession. I responded, isn't to that him weird? By snoring. Yeah. Like, here, here's what it is. It's it's a it's a rebel scoundrel getting his start, meeting his best friend. Isn't that just weird? It sounds like a, a show, a, a, a certain movie, movie that, that I've heard of out. called. Solo, a Star Wars that was boring. completely underrated. I, it was, it was good. I, but like I it's said, better that, than the, like, the it was cast. Better than Rogue One. What is his name? What's his name? I'll Cash never remember. I'll never remember it. It's the Black Series figure that's always five dollars a target. No, no, not even five dollars. Like they were thirty-three cents at Walmart over I, the summer. I definitely oh, needed man, I to know <laughs> his backstory, and it can only be a backstory because he exploded in that movie. So, <laughs> nah, he survived. Oh. That's actually what it's about. Yeah, yeah he's he's uh, he's got a spider body from the neck down. He was using his force powers to force project himself oh, there. God. Why would they make that show? <laughs> Just because there's apparently the what they're aiming for is like a spy noir type feel. Mm. So is it because he has no character development before yeah. that they can literally go wherever they want? Yeah, I mean, I want it to I, be a My I Little mean, yeah. Pony fanfic. <laughs> yeah, he's Star li- Wars. He's I, literally nothing. So like, yeah, I guess it's a license to do what you want. I, I mean, I mean, that's just that that. Uh, I'd rather get a Watto spinoff. Hell yeah! Oh god, could be no, cool. That could be a cool yeah. like Guy Ritchie could do it. Like you know, he's haggling on parts. Yeah, and he's hey. and he's in human trafficking. <laughs> Well, if you, if you want to bring up characters, hey. <laughs> if, if you want to bring up bad characters from bad movies, maybe hey. we should get to the review roundtable, 
where we will be reviewing our movies. This week's movies, we have our Fantastic Beast: The Crimes of Grindelwald, and Creed 2. And I have seen neither of yeah. them. Uh, I'm a little bit behind the, the, because of school, yeah. but I know enough about Crimes of Grindelwald to know wow. that I never need to see that. <laughs> Way to prepare um, we for both your podcast. We both know you're going to end up seeing it because of your boy Eddie Redmayne. But let's not uh, go my there. boy Ezra Miller. I love that. Man. Oh yeah, and your two boys. Your two yeah. boys. I guarantee um, you, neither of them are in this movie enough for you to be happy about it. <laughs> uh, he, he he might be right. But uh, uh, should we flash our, the spoiler alert thing? Oh yeah. We're, well, if you yeah. haven't seen it, I kind of don't want to. Oh, spoil I don't it. care. Uh, I don't he, care. He, he Creed two, I know, is literally. The, he's giving me the green light. He is, said, "Don't." Is there a robot in Creed two? No, Stephen Campbell Jr. is actually doing an interview, and he robot. said he said they brought the robot head on set from Rocky four. And it's in a deleted scene, but they couldn't. Come on, they well couldn't now find a place I don't to need to see it because there's no robot in it. <laughs> uh, happy was, birthday, Polly! Uh, <laughs> that, that was that was the best part about any Rocky movie ever was um, that for some reason they thought they needed to bring a robot into it. Hey, Polly needed a friend. Okay, um, but no, um, Nick hasn't had a chance to see either of these films. Luckily, Taylor and I have. So our guests here, Taylor, will be reviewing both of these with you. Taylor, let's start off with the Crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, you sound so enthused. Yeah, you know what? All right, I didn't really like that movie, and that is kind of a surprise to me because I'm in the bag super hard on Harry Potter. Right, read I, all the I books, agree. watched all the movies. I actually really liked Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, the first one was great. I didn't care about it at all going in. I was like, this is. See, I, I still I was excited going into it, and then I left like super disappointed. For Fantastic Beasts? The second one. Oh, right. No, I, yeah, for sure. I'm I mean, saying Fantastic Beasts. I could talk about this. I really like Fantastic yeah, Beasts. Yeah, I found it super fun, charming. Like, I was totally... You might say I was under its spell. But speaking, speaking of Fantastic Beasts, <laughs> am, am I the only one who thinks that Newt's commander is on the spectrum? Because the way he... I think everyone thinks that. <laughs> okay. It's pretty clear. I'm, I'm out of the three of us. Look at this face. I don't think Nick thought I didn't that. think we were going there, but God. Uh, no, it, no, it's totally a conscious it, decision it, in his it, performance. Well... Also, you know how J.K. Rowling is. She's probably given him notes and told him this stuff, but it, it, even in this film, this film especially... He probably has some form of an OCD. No, the way he looks away at people when he's talking to them, like, he, he looks off... Here's them straight in front of him, and he looks off to the side. And then if you pay attention, when he talks about certain people, he gives, like, these little notes of stuff that bugs him. Like, in Grindelwald, when he's talking about his brother, he's like, and he's a hugger. Yeah, he, he's clearly... His character is somebody who doesn't know how to conduct himself socially like an average person would he's not comfortable with people but he's comfortable with beasts what he's passionate about what he cares about he can be himself around them that's totally meant to mirror somebody who maybe have asperger's in the real world or something like that and i i I really like newt's character that was one of the things i i was surprised by how jacob are my two favorite characters in this entire series i I really like him in that first one i went into that first beast like with low expectations i was like really cool harry potter without harry potter like want to see that thing you love without any of the things you like in it but no, it totally won me over. It was its own thing. I was totally charmed by New, and I had a great time. And I think everything I liked about that movie is the exact opposite. Is not in Crimes you of Grindelwald. Don't like Easter Egg the movie? Oh God! That's literally this, what that it, movie this was is. Like, from Easter Egg, Easter Egg, Yo, this, Easter Egg. This movie What's is had Professor McGonagall in it seven years before she's actually supposed to be born in canon. It's, it's such a worthless cameo too because she's never even in focus. It's just like, hey, McGonagall's over there. Like right. that's the and then like you see somebody in the background. She's, she, yeah, but she's why in do we focus need for a split second as she's walking why, into why the Why do classroom. we need Voldemort's snake? 
in real life. Okay, we know so that she's a human, but like, why? A lot, a lot of people didn't actually. But I didn't know that. People, like, people were freaking out about that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's it's it's, covered, it's it's covered on Pottermore, so it's been known through because of Pottermore for a few years. Yeah, but people have been freaking out like. She's not a human. What is this? It's like, well, if you read Pottermore or anything of all, don't I didn't read it. I know, but sorry, it's okay. Man. I'm one of the randos, one of the normies. Uh, no, you know what? This no, I'm a, I'm a this is elf, this is why so Pottermore it? reset you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm a Ravenclaw. It's cool. I'm. What's <laughs> no, up? No, what's up, Ravies? No, 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 no. You're a Hufflepuff, remember? <laughs> no, no, no. I was a Hufflepuff. Oh, oh. Retook the test. Now I'm a Ravenclaw. Yeah, the look of blue and gray all day. Blue and gray but now all day. He's blue and day. Blue and whatever. So, blue and gray all day, yeah. baby. Um, what was I um, No, you know what? This movie reminded me so much of a Star Wars prequel for sure. Oh, that, you can. This, you this can was argue. Attack of the Grindelwalds. <laughs> yes. No. It was like, hey, let's fill in blanks you never needed filled in. Let's have dumb cameos that are just egregious and interrupt let's, the flow of the let's movie. Let's take away everything you loved about the first film. Let's have 15 subplots. Let's have no true resolution. Let's just make a movie that's nothing but the between point of something that you wanted to see. Like, and Queenie's decision was so telegraphed, that entire movie. Well, I guess it's telegraphed, but it's completely nonsensical. It's like, it, okay, they want to draw the parallel of Grindelwald being like a a Hitler-like, but to the wizarding world. Yeah. So this is like if you were in love with a Jewish person but legally couldn't be with them, and then Hitler said, like, fuck them all, and then you're like, yeah, that's cool. I, I should be his... I should join up with him because somehow that would help me date a Jewish person. Yeah. That, um... That's the logic that this was operating... It was so bizarre. This movie is just bizarre. It's long and it's boring. Oh, God. I loved Queenie. Me too! She's barely in it! There's a... The only character... No one's... Everyone's barely in it. <laughs> yeah, that's There's too many characters. Um, so is, I, it, I will say, is it like Thanos where they have Grindelwald in it, the majority no, of No, Grindelwald's well, barely yeah, in he's, it. He's, oh. he's in like... All right. And the stuff, he, the stuff he's in... Let, let's, I've so, heard he's fantastic. Let's say... The performances in this movie are great. I, there wasn't... The only performance I, would, I could say I didn't really care for was Yusuf Kama, or whoever the fuck that guy was. He was all right. His character was... His character was... Purposeless. But it was, no, his character, the only purpose was to push Lilo Lestrange to admit that she killed her kids her kid brother by accident his character's purpose was to turn directly to me halfway through the movie and try to explain to me what's going on and it didn't help actually i was still more confused um my favorite part was when grindelwald vaped world war ii into existence yes (laughs) oh my god and grindelwald would vape clearly like that dude dude is so extra it wasn't vape it was hookah yeah he had yeah he had his his hookah skull and he blew world war ii into everyone's face and he's like, yeah, we get it, dude. You hookah. Like, <laughs> no, okay, so the movie, yeah. I'd... Oh, he doesn't have a jewel? No, no jewel. No, they haven't invented them yet. But, like, oh, all right. I, I'll still say this. Dan Fogel as Jacob, still, every moment he was in it, he stole. I love sh- that man. He he's, stole the scene. He's so cute. He, he's such an underrated actor, and this is, like, the only, th- only gig he gets outside the Goldbergs, it seems like. Because, like,. I knew he was in Balls of Fury and Fanboys, but there was like <laughs> that. There was, uh, those are two pretty great films. Hey, the, the, when I, he I, got his best actor nod in the Razzies, <laughs> uh, um, but no, I I I, I love ball, I, both of those movies are guilty pleasures. Uh, Balls of Fury just because I dumb fun laughing, I have no issue admitting that, and Fanboys because I'm a Star Wars fan and I I connect so much with that film. 
I'd rather watch Balls of Fury than watch Crimes of Grindelwald again. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. No, but, I, it's, it's... And then, just... I don't understand how J.K. Rowling felt like how it ended would be such a good payoff for us to feel like, okay, we didn't waste our money, when in all honesty, all it did was create more fucking questions. I mean, are we going to talk in detail about yeah, that? Yeah, once again, spoiler alert, Credence is actually a long-lost Dumbledore sibling. What the fuck? Wait, what? Yep. Yeah. Okay, so the entire movie... By the way, Credence is a character I... I did not care about enough at all to bring him back in the second I one. I did because I, of Ezra Miller as... I like Ezra Miller, but, like, I, I would have been much more satisfied if, like, he was just a plot device for the first movie, he died, and then we moved on to this, well, and it's a different yeah. thing. That's where I was kind of surprised was, that they brought him back. Well, no, because in the first movie, you can clearly see a bit of the Obscurus escaping. No, so I know. What I'm saying is just, like... Oh, no, I was speaking yeah. of surprise. No, I know. I would have pref- rather had that, because I... Because we're moving towards some sort of conclusion. I don't need all these pieces to move the entire way. Like, Newt's back, Queenie's back. You know, like, those characters come back. That's cool. And the we're moving towards Grendelwald. You're introducing Dumbledore. It, but to, like, keep... And they to bring introduced ev- so many characters. Yeah, I didn't I didn't give a single shit about Leto Lestrange or the lineage of Credence. Or like, I was like, what is the point of this? Where is this going? And when it... And when we had that payoff, it was like, that's that's what I've been confused about yeah. for two it, hours. It takes up the whole movie as this weird subplot about what family Credence is, was born from. And he doesn't know, right. and he's trying to find out. And it take, the amount of screen time that he takes up steals from moments with Newt, moments with Grindelwald, with moments Dumbledore. With and speaking of which, Jude Law is Dumbledore. is like spot on. He's cast. good. But I, like I would also, love more than three seconds of yeah. him. But also, what that was the, it? No, no, it was more. It was like four scenes, and it was like maybe five to ten minutes. You, you, hyped, you. Oh, so he was the Joker in Suicide Squad. Yeah, like they hyped him up a lot. Yeah, well, he no, actually had Dumbledore it, written across his forehead. No. Oh, but no, um, wizard. What, how, yeah, real quick, how does Dumbledore going from wearing like three piece suits to those fucking robes? Yeah, no one wears <laughs> robes in this, so like robes actually come into fashion, I guess, in the Wizarding world, yeah, like, like around like maybe the seventies or something. Well, they gotta go through fads. I mean, yeah, of, of wearing human clothing. Nobody's wearing robes in this. Everybody just everything's gray washed out. Clearly, we're David Yates. That. Oh no, the stuff the stuff at Hogwarts was I, I noticed was nice and bright, and which tells you it's like all right, the innocence is still at Hogwarts for the most part. Yeah, it. I mean, I like I liked when it got darker and washed out in the actual Harry Potter movies because it was yeah. very reflective of the tone. Yeah. And he's growing up, and now we're seeing a more grown up and realistic version of the world. And literal Satan has returned, so everyone's really bummed out about it. <laughs> this, I oh, darn it, th- this I didn't. Satan. Yeah, this I don't. They may, and, and I don't. Was the first beasts like that too? I I seem to. It was rem- a little bit washed. It was. It had splashes of color when Yates it was did just that too. It, well, yeah, Nate's, Yates has done every Harry Potter film yeah. since the fifth one. I seem to remember, maybe just because tonally it was warmer, like, it made yeah. me feel nice, well, and no, this movie the, made me feel like shit. The, fir- the, oh. first, the first Beast, it was, it had brighter colors, but, yeah. like, whenever uh, Colin Farrell's character, who ended up being Grindelwald, um, <gasps> was on screen, I th- that's that when it was darker. He was actually, I thought that... He was holding that guy hostage, though. They so never told you what happened with that guy. So did he come back? I guess, I guess no. we just assume the dude's dead. Yeah. They, or maybe oh, they'll bring him back. You talking about Johnny Depp when they took him? No, off. I'm talking about Colin Farrell. Did his character he's, come back? Graves. No, he's not, he's not in this movie. Oh, all right. He's we're, not we're, back. We're referring to the first one. No one brings well, him up. No, of course. Yeah. That's what I'm asking. Is did he come back? No, like, this they, is impa- like he's not this back. movie takes place compl- besides the opening scene. Which the opening scene set up set up to like okay, this movie's gonna be great. 
That first scene. Oh, the little like chase. The the, the es- Grindelwald chase. escape. Yeah. Although I will say that that that. They, the the way they solidify him as the villain in the beginning is so ridiculous where he like looks at a beast. Oh yeah, he's like, he, oh you yeah. like me a lot. He, he's like, they throw you off well, <laughs> off my well, carriage. Like, he's like, you're my you're my pet, and then you're you're trying to cuddle up with me. Oh oh oh, so needy. Bye. It was I, like, like it was like they're saying, hey, this guy you don't like him. And then no, and then that, the next scene, he's like, in the case you weren't sure he's a bad guy, he's going to literally <laughs> kill a baby in this scene. He there right. a, ba- no. a baby is murdered in this movie. <laughs> Two which babies. By, which, Two yeah, babies. A lot of baby murder in this. Which, by the way, I'm just going to say we've established in this universe, if you love your kid a lot, you can save them from being murdered. So this baby's parents suck. <laughs> hold, on. <laughs> hold on. They don't care about their baby hold enough. Hold on. They care this, about their own this, life. Hold on. That baby's parents were already killed, though. Oh, remember? Uh, maybe that was. They, they walked it. and they walked into the house and killed him, and then a little then more they, clever than Voldemort. And then they discovered the baby, and he walked out while one of his minions did the dirty work. Oh God! But no, let's let's quit talking <laughs> about that shit shit box that was Grindelwald. In, in summation, I didn't really like it. It's too long, too complicated. I don't know how the hell they're supposed to make three more of these because I don't want three more. Did it feel? Did it feel like a like you're taking a foreign language exam that you never? studied it was i was so confused and it shouldn't you shouldn't be able to confuse me because i'm 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 not reading potter more sorry but like i'm pretty how dare you i'm pretty well educated on this crap right so like we we even went to the re-releases of some of the harry potter movies right i'm dressed up as characters i'm I'm in the bag on harry potter you shouldn't be able to lose me but between this and like the cursed child i'm kind of thinking jk's sort of slipping on this don't you can't factor in cursed child because all she did was she gave the two people a story and they came up with the script well she should have said hey this is not very good (laughs) (laughs) you homie they probably like here's a check oh that much yeah go ahead write whatever you want Uh, here's 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 the real deciding factor of what you thought of grindelwald and this is going to show up a lot throughout these podcasts. I already know what you're going to say. I've got how many Gotties will you give Grindelwald? All right, so quick clarification: Gotti is my least favorite movie of the year. <laughs> it's the first movie on my letter. I thought it was least favorite all time. Oh, I guess all time. It's the first movie on my letterbox profile. I've given a half star. <laughs> so every movie can be compared and weighed in Gotties. Um, on a total possible ten Gotties, I would say. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. I give it four. I'd give it like five Gotties, which is, which is to say, thank you. thank you. That's that's a two and a half out of five though. So I couldn't even I, like that's why I said four because that's at least two out of five. It's still not. I, w- I mean, I wouldn't give it four out of five. I had three out of five at best. Oh, that's why I said two out of, two out of five is where I'm falling. Two out of five, yeah. four out of ten. This was a very not great movie. Um, yeah. But um, let's talk about a movie from the same company, Warner Brothers. Cool. Oh, sorry. Speaking of Warner Brothers, just want to say, Crimes of Grindelwald reminded me of Batman versus Superman. Oh, God. go on. That's a that's oh, what God, it me of. Right. Oh, Goddy. <sighs> oh, Goddy, baby. But um, let's talk about Warner Brothers' other release, Creed Two, which is from Cleveland-born director Stephen Caple Jr. Friends with him on Facebook. Humble prank. <laughs> really humble prank. <laughs> no, um, uh, I we saw this tonight, and yeah. I. It started off a little bit slow, but other than that, I was really impressed with it. Yeah, I guess this one will, will not will not lean into spoilers because it literally just came out. Oh. Nick hasn't seen well, it. By, by the time this is posted, it'll be what five days since it's released. Yeah. It came out last night. So I mean, I won't get too deep into it. I'm not as passionate about Creed. I think I can talk about it without spoiling it. Um, which isn't say I didn't like it. I actually liked it. 
quite a bit. Didn't like as much as the first one. Yeah, it's it's nowhere near as good as the first one, but that was just because of the story. It's got that Kugler co- pizzazz. Um, that you still haven't seen First Creed? What? Come on, son. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, we'll have an occasional segment on this show called Millennial Review, where Nick will finally, well, where it's all about Nick finally seeing movies that he should have seen but hasn't. I'm not opposed. We'll see if I. Have time. I'm a millennial too. Yeah, we're but, all millennials. But we're t- the, the, there's a ton of classic films that he hasn't seen still. Okay, we're getting off so- subject. Creed two. Creed two. Yeah. Gotti two. Pretty was good. Fantastic. Doesn't have the Coogler pizzazz. But, but Stephen Cable Jr. still did a very... Did a good job. This is a movie that looked good. The fight scenes were very well shot. They were coherent. I could follow it. They were intense. Um, you could... They were intense? Yeah, it was very weird that, this, that this whole movie was out when they were camping. I don't know. It was very confusing. Go on, go on. Yeah, good joke. I have nothing to contribute good, to these. Good joke. Okay. Three three gotties to that. <laughs> okay. Three gotties to your no, joke. Continue. continue. Um, it's good. Yeah, I, was, I don't think it was quite as powerful as the first one, which... Is it has got a, a little more uh, momentum in it, a little more energy in that first one. Great story. Um, this I was hesitant on the story because when they first announced it, a lot of people were excited and I wasn't. Yeah, because it's Drago's son. I was like, I don't care. I don't want to. Like what? See, originally, I thought the next place to go was how they started Creed's story in the movie, the Andre Ward fight. I mean, the uh, Danny Wheeler played by Andre Ward. That, I figured that would be the next big fight that he had. That yeah. would be the next build-up. And then maybe you go with a Drago yeah. son and things. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't really interested in going back into the well of Rocky movies. I'm like, when you literally have Rocky in the movie, you don't need to you don't, you don't need to grab that like nostalgia off the shelf. You already got him in the movie. So I wasn't really interested in having Drago come back. Uh, I, I would I was initially like, why wouldn't you just make a new a new opponent for him and tell that story. Like but, Soto Popinski. From but Punch at the same time, exactly. it, it makes a ton of sense because you were going to have to cover that eventually because the chance, especially with what the Dragos mean to his family. Yeah. Well, no, that's, and that, that's, they convinced me. They made, yeah. they made it work and it was, it wasn't just, it wasn't cheese factory. And it wasn't just beat for beat rehash of when Rocky had pull, to fight they Drago. They pulled from a lot of the original four. Let's, They've got an interesting little yeah. cohesive timeline yeah, that they're, they, they lean the, into the, it. The only time, the only time I questioned the timeline is when they said Creed was 28 and I'm like, well, we're in, and they, and they said that he's, he's like, we've been dating a couple years. So I'm like, how old was he in the first movie? Cause Apollo technically died in 85. I'm not willing to do the math. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, because if, if they've been dating a couple of years, Apollo died in 85, and he was only 28. Yeah. And the first one came out in 2015. Yeah, something like that. So he would have had to be born in 90, and Apollo would have been five years dead. But we're not going to... I mean, if I may add, just coming from a person yeah. who hasn't seen the movie yet... <laughs> Well, I mean, I was going to say, the, the, the Drago storyline was kind of where I had assumed that they were going to go. I assumed they were going to go to it later, though. I wasn't expecting it. I mean, for, at film. first I thought, well, at first I heard Brock Lesnar was casted as Drago's son, which wasn't true. Thank God. But I was like, oh, that... that Creed would never win. <laughs> Creed would, the, the beast would be released. Yeah. Um, but, but no, but, but, but I, uh, I, I don't know. When I heard that, I was just kind of like, well, they're playing into the nostalgia factor, yes. But there's a revenge factor there. Well, no, well here's what it I'll was say. revenge on both sides. Yeah, here's what I'll say. Beyond revenge, one of the most interesting and nuanced parts of Creed 2 is the Drago thing. He's not just some mysterious silent opponent to beat at the end of the movie. Like, there's actually a... You actually cut to 
the their, Drago their family, life. what they're doing, you know, completely separate from Creed's story, and actually wanted more of them by the time the yeah, movies no, are like they, that they, was fantastic. They have an arc. They have an interesting motivation. You could totally make this movie again strictly from the Drago yeah. perspective. And how that arc finished was yeah. one of the most shocking things to me. Yeah, it was good. Um, it's you know, last movie is you know Creed. It was a come up. It, it was him trying to prove that he belongs. Yeah. This is him trying to figure out who he is. Well, in the last movie, it's like he's inheriting the legacy. This movie, it's creating his own. And Drago is like reluctantly having to bear the burden of his father's legacy or his or his disgrace when he lost Rocky yeah. and so like he's having to redeem the family name he's got all this pressure on him you know he's he, he came from this horrendous abusive background he's, he's no, we don't know if it's necessarily abusive it, it, well, it's, it, it's, it's implied, implied a bit Rocky but, straight up says like this kid was born and raised out of hate so but that could have been that could also be the hate of him and we also to... see how his dad trains him. It ain't it ain't cute. <laughs> okay, he pulled in front of him and said, "When I when I say run faster, run faster." That's not uh, when he says some pretty like some pretty not nice shit to him, like to help. To mo- he's basically trying to motivate oh, him yeah. to, to like kill somebody. It's, it's, he's, yeah, he's not like do your best, make me proud. Mental warfare. He's like uh, literally uh, kill yeah. him. But I'm ta- when I think abuse, I think of like hitting your kid and like could have yeah, though. There, there's some there's definitely some mental abuse there, but. Also, where you can understand where he's somewhat coming from, because what hit, what Drago Ivan yeah. Drago went through, it bears a yeah. burden on him also, and he's he seems like that father who's trying to live through his son. Yeah, it, it's I was pretty impressed as someone who didn't care at all about that how much they how it was one of the better parts um, beyond the Drago stuff as far as Creed goes. Um, character stuff in general yeah this movie's like a when it becomes a weird quieter character study of this is a guy who like continuously struggles to live up to his father's legacy continuously struggles to rise up beyond the world's expectations and is trying to have a normal life beyond boxing um and you know he's he's got this wonderful by the way tessa thompson i love you so much she's great in this um Trying to start a life with her. The weird, quiet little moments as you watch them struggle together. I liked a lot. Uh, those two leads are fantastic. Jordan and Tessa. Um, they're great. Stallone's great, of course, as always. I mean, he, he could play this I, I, character I, I, in his sleep. I wouldn't be surprised if this was Stallone's last Rocky movie. I mean, last movie in the series in general, even. Um, but Because of how it ended. Or how his story yeah. ended. I mean, there's an out there, sure. But I mean that dude's making like Rambo ten this year. Yeah. I don't. You're gonna have to like physically stop him from being say, in these we'll see movies. If he makes it through that, Jesus. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, did it end with Adonis giving a speech to the Russian no, crowd and building no, Ru- no. Russian and U.S. peace for some reason, no. like in the fourth movie? I'm sorry. No, and, I love and, that. And it's kind of funny because <laughs> of what both movies come out in a weird time in U.S. history where the, uh, U.S. Yeah. relations with the Russians. So that that is something that was interesting. I mean, yeah, it's kind of topically relevant again, which is bizarre that we've come back to this point. And but... I was I was fortunate enough to hear uh, Stephen Cable Jr. speak, and he was talking about how in this film he oh wow I lost my train of thought oh wow that sucks yes <laughs> out there humble bragging cut that out cough, cough. Oh, <laughs> screw the screw the humble brag screw the cough cough let's just <laughs> let's just continue with it but uh but no I I really felt that. Michael B. Jordan keeps cementing himself with just choosing the right roles and pushing yeah, for like, certain things uh, to happen. Johnny Storm. Okay, Johnny Storm, Johnny Storm was a misstep. 
Johnny Storm should have been about? Johnny Storm should have been dope. It's not his fault. <laughs> but dope. He was dopey. Am I but right? Later, <laughs> later that year, we got Creed, so he made up for it. Yeah. And then every, everything since Creed, he's been phenomenal. In. I mean, I gotta assume they're moving forward with this franchise. We're gonna get a Creed three. Um, I mean, uh, this yeah, I like this. It wasn't as good as the first one, but it was definitely good enough to get me back for a number three. Um, this is is great, this is a great series. Back for three? From what it sounds like, Coogler's not the type to they uh, they had to basically fight him to get him to sign on for Black Panther two. Uh, Did he have he anything did, to do with this? Did he, he was the executive producer. He's a producer, okay. But um, he he also is the one who put Stephen Cable's name out there. He's yeah. like because they went together to US. They both went to USC film school together. Oh, okay. And they were classmates, and he saw what Stephen Cable did with the land, and kind yeah. of pushed him. Yeah, I mean, no credit to him because when they when it broke that Coogler wasn't going to do this, I was like, shit. Like, what? Well, I was no, like, I was like, why even they, make this? Well, no, because then they announced Stallone. There was yeah. the news Stallone was going to direct it, and you're just like, oh no, it's Rocky Four all <laughs> over again. But no, uh, Cable Junior was talking about how they pushed him. He was he-, he was hesitant to take it because right, Coogler's one of his buddies. You're, you're taking over two franchises basically because you're still taking over the Rocky franchise. Cause you're you're it's a sequel to. Rocky Four and Creed at the same time. Yeah, and it, you you really gotta, especially I I personally don't care for Rocky Four. I know a lot of people do. Uh, it, it, it's, it's it's very corny. cheesy. It's the I least. Mean, it's my least favorite. I, I pretend that Rocky Five doesn't exist, but it's my least favorite <laughs> out of the five Rocky movies that I actually acknowledge. Rocky Balboa, you mean? Yeah. Oh. No, Rocky Balboa is Rocky Six. Oh, okay. Sorry. Rocky Five I, is Tommy Gunn. I, I feel yeah. this way too. I cannot keep track of what the hell, like, which Rocky yeah. movie is which. There's, there always, every time I seem to think about Rocky, I found out there's like one extra one. Well, I did Rocky Balboa was like a return to form. It felt like. Well, and it was also a screwing up a canon because Rocky, part of Rocky Five was he was never supposed to be able to fight again, but. We got Rocky uh, Balboa. Get one more. <laughs> I, I, there's probably I'm still waiting. They're gonna somehow make Rocky fight in one of these goddamn movies. Like, uh, part of me fought, thought that he and Drago were gonna throw punches in. Oh, in, in the, yeah. Lundgren would destroy Stallone. At this no, point. Lund- Lundgren's pretty skinny. Have you skinny. seen Stallone? Uh, Stal- they had to hide the fact that Stallone was ripped for Rambo. Stallone is okay. jacked. Yes, yeah, Stallone's still like built like a like a Rick thumb. <laughs> He's got like a thumb body, and Lundgren's looking pretty slim. All right. Like, oh, because he was getting himself uh, ready for uh, what, what movie? What movie Aquaman. did Lundgren? He's in. Yeah, but no, he did like a. He did like Kindergarten on... Cop Two. He did right. Yes, he did. That was what it was. But he was also on He's Arrow preparing for, like, for Kindergarten so. Cop Three. <laughs> of course, as doing. we all are. <laughs> all right, all right. Starring Santino Marilla. But now that we're starting to enter the holiday movie season, I do have something for Taylor right now. Oh boy, a visual gag. Yes. <laughs> wow, what is it? It, it is a ton of Pillsbury uh, holiday cookies. Don't mind if I do. I love these so much. Um, they turn my poop blue. <laughs> now everyone knows. Wait, what? What is this segment? Do I just eat these by the no, microphone? Uh, is this ASMR? No. I, I like. I'll, I'll also Hello, everyone. I'm going to be eating holiday cookies. They turn my poop blue. Mm. <laughs> no, but we will be using this uh, segue into our what we will be calling the Confessions of a Movie Geek. This oh. is our weekly discussion. What are the oh. best and worst holiday movies slash specials? Let's start off with the best. The best? Yeah. Yep, best holiday movie or special. I'll tell you what the best podcast bit is where you eat when you talk. <laughs> it's really pleasant to listen to. And 
Makes a lot of sense. Uh, no, I just pulled out those two. Well, you put them here, I'm going to eat yeah, them. I, I love these cookies. <laughs> They're crack. They're crack. They are. Um, best holiday specials? Or movie. Holiday movie or special. SpongeBob Christmas special. No, I'm, I don't know. You see, here's the thing. Is that, like, <clears throat> it's almost that it's up there now. I, I still haven't seen the Grinch classic, The Grinch, starring Babadook <laughs> Cumberbatch. The Grinch classic. Oh, yeah. Um, But I... I have a soft spot in my heart for the Grinch movie with Jim Carrey. Okay. I like that movie a lot. I mean, it's not as good as the Cat in the Hat live action movie, but, um, uh, but what is <laughs> Gotti? Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you, you brought two, that upon yourself. Two Gotties. <laughs> um, no, I, I love a year without a Santa Claus. That, okay. oh, yeah. that, that well. movie, we had it on VHS growing up. Yeah. So I even would watch that probably in the summertime, to be honest with you. I don't really remember, but, um, that and gosh, I, I don't, and I end up listening to more music than I do movies and television, but yeah, you know, the peanuts one is a classic, you know, that and Frosty the Snowman, you can't not watch, but I'd say a year without a Santa Claus and Grinch are probably my two favorites. See, for me, best Christmas special mm. bar none. The Pee Wee's Christmas special. Oh, good! Yeah. Shout out. Yeah, Pee Wee's Christmas. That 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 is my go-to Christmas special every year. I have another go-to, but that's for another reason. We'll get to that soon. But um, it's not bad Santa, is it? No. Okay. Good. My my go-to Christmas. My go-to Christmas movie, and this is a guilty pleasure. I I still think it's one of the greatest Christmas I know movies it. ever. Can I guess it? No. Oh. It's Jingle All the Way. Oh, I was gonna guess. Oh hell Carol yeah, dude! Kumar's holiday special. <laughs> No, that Harold and Kumar is up there. That that's probably my second favorite Christmas movie. But my favorite Christmas movie is Jingle All the Way. I when I was younger, when that movie first came out in Walmart, they did those exclusive Turbo Man dolls at Walmart. My parent, I wanted one, and my parents found out they did them. And this is like the year after it released. So for my birthday, I got a Turbo Man in box and everything. Hell yeah! I I love that thing. I still I'm still hunting on eBay for an an, an, an unopened one, but I am. Yeah, that is by far the best. Have you seen Jingle All the Way 2 starring Larry the Cable Guy and Santino Morello from the WWE? Stop bringing up Santino Morello. That's actually a thing. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen, I can bring the great Kali up if you want me to. Y'all boys ever seen Ginger Dead Man starring Gary Busey? Oh, God. Anything starring Gary Busey, I'll see. Um, That one's good. It's about Gary Busey playing, I believe, a serial killer who I think, like, falls into a vat. Of, like cookie dough <laughs> and then becomes an animated evil murderous gingerbread man with Gary Busey's voice coming out of his ginger body and the fuck he killed, that's a pretty good one I no anybody else no um also Santa's Slay S-L-A-Y starring I mean we want to talk about wrestlers starring Bill Goldberg oh that one's pretty sick I'd recommend that um, there's the Jack Frost without Michael Keaton, where he like murders a woman in the shower. <laughs> oh, um, we'll get into. Jack I mean, Frost I mean, I, Michael Keaton. And, and, <laughs> yeah, speaking of Michael Keaton, I mean, after, I mean, every 
loves to talk about Die Hard as like a pseudo Christmas movie. I would furthermore say Batman Returns, starring Michael Keaton, as a pseudo Christmas movie. I forgot all about Die Hard. That rounds out my top three Christmas movies. Yeah, you know, people want to. I mean, at this point, I think it's pretty much cemented as a Christmas movie. There was some debate for a while, but even I, though Bruce Willis says he isn't, Bruce Willis, you signed away your your life to a stupid movie company that did strict DVD bullshit. Let's not go with your opinion or your thoughts in general. That dude's just a grump. I said it. Grump! <laughs> but he looks fantastic in Glass. Can't wait for Glass. Uh, can't wait for Ginger Dead Man 2. Wait, really? I don't know. It probably already exists. Uh, <laughs> oh, Krampus. No, I'm just no. kidding. No, Krampus oh, is cool. Good, good good, pick. Is it? Yeah, have you seen it? No. Oh, By it's way, fun. We should give a shout out to the film Mother Krampus 2, which we know a few people who are involved Word. in, in mm-hmm. that. And that's an independent film that you can rent from family videos or buy at Walmart. I was going to say, yeah, Walmart. It ain't real till it's on a Walmart shelf, baby. Good job, guys. <laughs> no, really. Uh, congratulations to Eddie. His Eddie Lingell's movie. Um, I know a couple of people who were involved. Roger with that. was involved. Roger was involved. Uh huh. Um, you know, it, it's great to see uh, people out there, you know, making it. I mean, you know, a, a lot of people see, you know, film in different ways. But, you know, if you could even get your film made, made. let alone distributed, which is fantastic for them, um, it's insane. So big, big congratulations to them. So. Yeah, especially with the holiday season. Oh, around. for sure, of course. But uh, we will now hit a short break, and when we come back, we'll talk about our worst Christmas movies and specials ever. Hey everybody, we went uh, and uh, On break. Made, to the bathroom together. made ourselves a hot pocket, um, as in I haven't eaten dinner yet, and you know what, we're not filming this one, so I might as well just eat right. some lunch. Uh, lunch? Or dinner, I don't know. <laughs> Dude, it's it's 12.30 at n- night, I wasn't expecting you guys to come over, and we're recording this damn podcast this It's just been going great. I mean, I mean, listen, I'm having a blast, but I'm just saying, I mean... Which we're gonna, I gotta work. We're gonna have to. Yeah, we're gonna have to have Taylor on more often than just being a, a guest. We'll, we'll work on. We'll work on that. Um, but yeah, uh, co-host. <laughs> no, we'll we'll say series regular. Co-host. Special I'll be a series regular. I'll be special boy. <laughs> special boy. Um, you are my special boy. Thank but no, we, we were when we left and we're on break. We were talking about the best holiday movies. Let's talk about some of the end specials. Let's talk about some of the worst. Okay, so here's my story about Michael Keaton's Jack Frost. Which, <laughs> I, which I have on the worst. I'm not going to lie. That's one of my worst. Um, I don't really remember much about it other than the fact that... He's a talking snowman who who, who, died, who was a dad who died in an accident and was reborn. All right, I mean, that's a it's, nightmare. It's, it's part of that. So so listen, <laughs> my nightmare. dad was out of town driving home on a snowy oh, night, God. and I watched that movie. It scared the <laughs> fuck out of me. I will I will say, I cried after watching that movie. And then yeah. he came home, obviously, but it was like, oh and my God. And he was God. a snowman. Yeah, and my dad was a snowman. It was so weird. Yes, he lives part, in the fridge. Part giraffe, part snowman. I don't know what it is anymore. But no, I, I, uh, I, I'm serious. Like, you could ask my mom. Like, I, we watched that movie. It was the... <laughs> My siblings and I, we watched it, and oh my gosh, I was a mess after that. Um, gosh, worst holiday specials. I mean, does Cat in the Hat count as a no. Christmas movie? Well, here, here, for for my worst Christmas, I'm gonna go movies here, and I'm gonna Got shock it. the world. 
The wow. Santa Claus franchise. Oh. My sister's asleep. I hope she'll wake up. <laughs> also, kind of a nightmare. Yeah. The, Dude kills the, Santa. Those are her favorite movies ever. Like, the first one was alright, but then two was bad. Let's have Toy Santa versus Real Santa. And then let's have three, which is pointless as shit. Well, I think that they all have one theme, and my next movie that I'm about to say joins in that theme. Christmas with the Cranks. Yeah. <clears throat> Christmas with the Cranks is not a very good movie. I don't know who that was trying to say that first time. Um, yeah, Tim Allen is hit or miss with me. I mean, clearly, he's an incredible Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. I mean... One guy, of the best. I, <laughs> hey, I mean, there was Buzz Lightyear Star Command where Patrick Warburton, I think, voiced Buzz Lightyear, so... Hey, that's a good choice, too. Peter. He was great on Home Improvement. Yeah, I mean, and Home Improvement, the video game. No. I think the only exposure that I actually have to Christmas of the Cranks is JonTron, so, like... <laughs> I, I watched saw, it on Netflix last year around Christmas. I saw Christmas in, with the Cranks in theaters. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> And I enjoyed it. That's a joke, right? I was pretty sure I also was like 10 years old, so like yeah, my standards are a little different, but I don't give a shit, dude. Look, Christmas movies, like, I don't really even have an answer for a bad Christmas movie, because like, I don't, like, if I'm throwing out a Christmas movie, it's just like, it's practically a decoration. Like, I just want something tonally that reminds me of Christmas, that I just have on in the background. It's nothing I'm going to think critically about. Uh, I mean, look, the Christmas movies I mentioned were all, like, dumb dog shit movies, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not looking to be challenged by a Christmas movie. Oh, gosh. Um, There's one that it's really bad, but I... Like, I don't even know what like, worst. What, what's the worst one? Like, the Star Wars special. Like, <laughs> stinky, lumpy, hey. and dumpy. Like, like that. <laughs> like that's something objectively Yo. bad. Hey, the it's Seven Dwarfs good... <laughs> have nothing to do with this. Stinky, lumpy, and dumpy. It is a good type of bad, though. It no, is really bad. No, I don't is, think it really is. It is not a good type of bad. I watch if you that wanna, every Christmas If you want to hear somebody bitch like a bitch, <laughs> turn on the Christmas movie around me, and I, I will <laughs> never ever in your life will you have seen somebody rip something to shreds so badly. It's we a did fa- it, it's, We did it a couple of weeks ago, and it was we just tried. so... Yeah, it's, no. We tried. It's, like, fascinating that it exists, but it's not bad in, like, an ironic, fun way. It's just, like, boring and no. awful. Have you the ever watched the, a drunk? The second the old no. man gets porn to watch, it, 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 the old man gives Grandpa Wookie porn. No. Although, canonically, first appearance of Boba Fett, so, I yeah, mean... Yeah, I was about to say, that, without yeah, that, without and, that, there's no... And pavement no face Han Solo in that same cartoon. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Um, no, uh, there, there's a, there's a... Okay. Also, Solo made that movie a canon as far as I'm concerned, because it, it sets up that Chewbacca has a family. Yeah. <laughs> Lumpy's out there somewhere. Lumpy getting his first, getting a Disney Plus exclusive streaming service. I'd be more interested in that than Casio Recorder <laughs> spinoff, whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> um, <laughs> Cassian Overquarters. So, I That's mean... That's actually the next Christmas special, is Cassian Overquarters. Yeah, I, I I don't have much to say in in the respect of like Christmas movies I but, don't but, like. But to me, like the Christmas special is just a cautionary tale because that was here. We'll give you a ton of money to just use your brand and give us a Christmas special. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't think you were gonna get a live performance though. Uh, oh, that Princess Leia song at yeah, the end. I could never ever need to hear that ever again. Oh, hold on. Oh, the one where Han Solo is like falling asleep during the <laughs> her scene. Yeah. Everybody like in real time realizes how terrible it is and. Yeah, it's it's not even good in a funny way. Um, but back to the to that point, like yeah, there's not really any Christmas movies I'm mad at. I watched one last year called uh, shit. What was it? I guess it doesn't even matter. Cause, oh wait, 
I can't remember what it was called. I, I may get some hate for this, but this is a Christmas special I do not care for, and I loved it as a child. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. I got no thoughts on it. Most Christmas movies, I just have no thoughts on Is that on. in the same vein as Scary Godmother? Like, I know it's not the same animation style, but I know it's a Cartoon Network, like... No, Grandma Got Run Over by the Reindeer was a w, kids WB one back in the day. Well, right, but Cartoon Network owns all that stuff. I'll say That's I'm the ex- only way that I watched it. I'll say I'm excited for Chilling Adventures of Sabrina Christmas yes, special. I will be I will be tuning into that. I'm very excited for that. Very, very behind on that show. So. And I'm also very excited very for a sequel to The Christmas Prince on Netflix, because I also love those dog shit Hallmark movies. Wait, speaking of Christmas movies that have come out recently, what about The Nutcracker? Get that nutcracker, no. baby. Uh-huh. The big nutcracker. I think this is the perfect time to transition into our interview with Taylor in a segment we like to call the Indie Spotlight. The Indie Spotlight. We have no I, And I like to get that nut. All right, so... That's, that's a cosmopolitan for, for those of you, For those of you who don't know, Taylor's actually a writer in film. Allegedly. Allegedly. Been, been a while. Been a while. Occasionally. Been a while. But um, after a few... After a few years, it looks like you guys are finally going to finish up your short film, Murmur. You, allegedly. 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 I, said, I said supposedly, <laughs> allegedly, same thing. Um, we tried. You're trying. But um, uh, how does it make you feel that that looks like it may finally get to see the light of day in the way you want it to? I mean, cool, yeah. That'd be that'd be awesome. I mean, we, we worked really hard on it and ultimately had a version of it that we really couldn't share. Murmur, for those who don't know, I mean, it was our sort of short student thesis film that Nick and I made. Magnum opus. Sure. Back in college, uh, <clears throat> two of us, Connor Breedlove was the director. Shout out. Hope to get you in here someday, buddy. Miss you. Love you. Uh, Big hearts. Worked really hard okay, on it. If you come, though. <laughs> worked really hard on it and ultimately had a version of it that I would say is about like 80% done um, due to a bunch of audio fuck-ups. It just w- really wasn't quite there. Didn't I? I would like to have a version of it that is shareable that we could finally say, "Hey, here it is. It's done. We're completely proud of it. Um, it's good to go." So no, I'm I'm excited from the prospect of finally having that because um, we worked really hard on it. It's a shame to not get it out there like we should have. So. Well, here's where it's at right now. All right, let's find out in real time. I uploaded um, the files for the project back onto my computer. Yeah. I recolored it. And I recently just had to throw it back onto a hard drive and delete it off of my computer again because I don't have any memory on my computer. So that's where it's at. It will but get it's done. Still it, yeah, it's, it's still it's, updated. Yeah, it's updated. So. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to get done. Yeah, I think remember, you guys are pretty happy with what I was doing with the color. Yeah. Um, I remember when you thought other color was better. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but, Taylor, you, t- you took a break from writing for a few years there, and you seem like you're starting to get back into it. Although some of your uh, video game habits may be getting in the way currently, what is a project that you, you think you're going to get working on here soon? Um, so, I mean, I've, I've taken a bit of a break from writing, but I've always had ideas. You know, I've got the notepad file of every interesting thing I've thought of, so I, I keep track of it. Um, I am finally starting to sit down, expand on it. I mean, I won't get too deep into them. I don't think that it's really that interesting to talk about until I have something to show for it. But I've got something I'm working on. Um, I'm thinking maybe it's it might actually end up being a novel. It's something I came up as a short film idea a while back. I've been expanding on it, starting to get bigger and bigger. Um, I'm I'm planning on really just like 
holing up in my bedroom this winter and not coming outside and just attacking that thing. Um, I, I think you're going to have to give up Red Dead. For well, I got... This is a, hypothetically when I'm done playing Red Dead Redemption. Which will be never because the online will probably be up by then. Oh, dude. <laughs> it's going to be a problem. I love that game. Um, so I've got that. I've also got a little script idea that I'm working on. Um, it It's a bit ridiculous. I don't know that it's necessarily something... I'm I'm looking to like shoot soon. It's maybe something I could sell one day. Um, it's like without getting too much into it, it's like the thing meets Alien meets Event Horizon at the bottom of the ocean. Is kind of what I'm writing right now, and I'm really into it. Um, it's gross and insane and stupid and really ridiculous. Uh, and beyond that, I just don't always have ideas. I do want to come up with something that. We could hopefully team up together again and shoot and be realistic within budget, something we're actually capable of making. That's my problem is whenever I come up with an idea, it escalates to something ridiculous and lar too big to even approach, you know, without the full backing of a studio, yeah. which is which is why things like maybe writing a book or writing a short story or writing something I could sell one day, that's where those things become more appealing to me. Um, so I want to come up with something a little more feasible, so, so you're, you're, like Murmur was. Yeah, so you're prioritizing, like, the books, the more feasible ideas, things like that. I'd like to. I mean, the the book is something I've been thinking about for a long time. I think it's a pretty cool idea. Um, it's... It, I won't say too much. I'm very hesitant also to, like, just... Share completely on Yeah, barf out ideas. Yeah, and um, then just have someone steal them later on, so I understand that. Right. Um, but, yeah, I'd, I'd like to get something we can actually film because uh, I miss doing it. I, I miss the collaboration. Uh, so, yeah, I'm definitely looking at that. And then I'm also looking at hopefully maybe writing a book because I think I got something cool. Um, and maybe that's something I could actually maybe release. Can, maybe you can write the script to your book. Right. No, yeah, and that's maybe something that could get adapted, you know, if it sticks. I think there's totally potential for a feature or even a series out of it. Uh, so yeah, I've, I've got some stuff I'm working on. Just got to finish up Red Dead. <laughs> All right, let's get to the reason why you're here. What is the reason I'm here? Podcasting has become very popular recently, and you oh. took podcasting to a new level with a very, <laughs> very different style of podcasting that, to be honest with you, I would have never, ever expected. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about Cosmopolitan and yes. how it came about. I got something to plug. It's the real deal, baby. Um, yeah, so right now, one of my true passions in life, actually something I'm enjoying more than just about anything in life, maybe maybe almost as much as Red Dead Redemption. But I, but, but I do like it a lot. Um, so yeah, I host a show called Cosmopolitan. We started it a couple weeks ago. It is a bit of a niche podcast, but we're, we're trying to make it accessible for anybody who's interested. Um, Terrence and I are two of the hosts, my friend Terrence, uh, who we met through work. Uh, had a lot of downtime there. We would just bullshit all the time. Came to find out somehow, independent of each other, having never known each other, we both had watched every episode of Sex in the City, seen both the movies. Wait, as two straight men? As two straight men! <laughs> yes, as two straight men, we had seen all of Sex in the City. Um, I mean, my mom watches it. It's on every once in a while. Dude. It's pretty good, dude. <laughs> Is your mom a straight man? I'm saying I might have watched. Does your mom want to come on the myself. show? <laughs> I mean, maybe. Because okay, here's the breakdown. Bring of the Cosmo show. to Politan, the Moloch household. <laughs> Crossover episode. Here's the breakdown. 
he and I were would en- end up having conversations about sex in the city. It would be inherently ridiculous because we are, in fact, two straight males, not what you would think is in the ideal demographic for sex in the city. <clears throat> but we would just be having real conversations about characters, what we liked, what we didn't like, story arcs. And then the, the snowball effect happened. We're like, this would be really funny if this is a podcast. And it's one of those things I don't know that we ever necessarily thought we were going to pursue. It was just in ways that would be funny. Yeah. But then we'd start telling people about it. And what really motivated us is we kept, me, kept meeting women who had never seen the show, weren't interested in it, never watched it before. And then the idea became, okay, what if as two straight males, we hosted a week-to-week podcast about Sex in the City where we had a new female guest on every time who hadn't watched it, had no preconceived notions of it, and we just essentially mansplained Sex in the City to Oh, that, that sounds like it could go so bad, especially it, with the female listeners. It, it's it's terrific. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I mean, we kind of lean into it. It's uh, uh, being like toxic dude bros. We kind of lean into it a bit. But, no, it, it, it it's cool. We uh, His wife, Danielle, is our third host. So we always have a female in the chair as well, and we're trying to get guests on. She'll she'll always watch a little bit of it, but not all of it like he and I have. And every week, we just episode for episode attack it. We just go over what happened in it. We talk about you know the characters, the themes, the story, um, how they hold up now, how they're still relevant. We relate them to our own life, so we get weird, disgusting anecdotes about uh, past relationships, about you know love, sex, all of it. And and we get a little buzzed. We always at least are drinking Cosmopolitans on the show. We maybe have themed drinks. So we're as we go on, we get more and more ridiculous. Now, if I remember correctly, you actually will allow your listeners to vote on said drinks on Facebook. Yeah, we're getting there. It's getting a little interactive. Um, so yeah, we're trying to engage engage the fan base a bit, which which I'm excited because it is kind of growing. I don't know if we have listeners outside of our immediate social circles, but the uh, the stats are good. They're encouraging. Uh, we're we're maintaining listeners. We're getting some ratings. Um, it, it's a lot of fun, you know. I I never thought I'd be this close to Sex in the City, but every week I'm watching it. I'm getting all excited to learn what we're gonna talk about. Getting a little tipsy, um, <laughs> having debates or whatever. Getting to know people on the show. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, you can find it on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, and you can find us at Facebook, facebook.com slash show. Shout at us. Let us know how good it is, how terrible it is, whatever your thoughts are. Uh, that's great. And and I'll, I should say you don't have to have seen Sex in the City to enjoy it or get it. That's kind of the intention is we always have a woman there who's not seen it. So we're explaining it to her and breaking it down. And it, so if, if you as a listener in turn also haven't seen it, doesn't matter. You're going to you're gonna get it. That's the design of it. Uh, so speaking of sex in the city, what do you think about the news that came out this week that Mr. Big would have been called off early on? Oh, man. How, how, how weird to be talking about this on another show. We haven't talked about this on Cosmopolitan yet. And I mean that... I, I'm, I still pray every night before bed that we'll see Sex in the City 3 because... I don't think you ever seen. That's I don't think we will. There's a lot of drama. Right now. A lot of yeah. drama between Sarah Jessica Parker and Kim Cattrall. Uh, it's really upsetting. It's like watching my parents fight. But uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm a, I, I like Mr. Big. I I don't know how I feel about an entire movie without him. Uh, sounds totally a lot more a lot sadder than I would want Sex in the City to be. But maybe it was a good I idea. Mean, it it could have gone in a direction where isn't it Sarah Jessica Parker's character who's married to Mr. Big? Yes. No. Spoilers, we haven't gotten to that yet in our show, because we have 90 episodes before that happens. Okay, okay. <laughs> Doesn't happen until the movie. I, I, 
I never watched. Them. I'll say the Sex and the City movies are not very good. The second one is especially terrible. <laughs> so <laughs> I remember watching Christian and Mark Schmo's review on that. Oh so, god. So I'll say maybe going in a different direction, a little more serious, and the third one could have been something interesting. <laughs> well, it could have ended up to leading to Sarah Jessica Parker's character sleeping around is where I was going to take it. Uh, you know that. Uh, it's so weird to be on a different podcast talking about sex in the city. It's so weird that this is now what follows me. it's so weird me. that you're having this conversation. I just would have never saw that. I, I read. It's, well, I no, read I know. This is what I'm talking about. You should check it out. You're reading it. You know stuff about it. I'm reading it because I follow listened. Cosmopolitan on Facebook. It's oh. fantastic. He follows Cosmopolitan Show on Facebook, and he's subscribed on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Well, that's where I am. And Spotify. I, I did subscribe on SoundCloud. I'm not going to... My I, man. So, so SoundCloud... When you upload something, and I don't even know if this is something that you've even really looked into, when you upload a podcast to iTunes, is there a way to make money off of it if people listen? No. So we're, at least in my, to my knowledge, I mean, we're not, hmm. I believe Spotify, you can, right. you can That's get, I thought. you can get like a 16th of a cent per play or something, you know, completely, re- I mean, Taylor Swift couldn't make money on Spotify, so who can, uh, I believe the where the real money is is getting ad revenue, getting sponsors. Right, of course. Um, I will say, Which, we, by the way, money, money. I'm just I, kidding. I will say we are, are not sponsored yet by Squarespace. We aren't sponsored by Blue Apron. We aren't sponsored. <laughs> Could you imagine by cooking an actual meal on a podcast? I feel like that actually. Oh, well, there, like, what I mean, I get like what I've learned is that people who get sponsored by by like Squarespace or by like say Blue Apron or a Omaha Steaks, they send you like some of their. Oh man! I could <laughs> imagine, be, imagine being sponsored by it. Omaha Steaks. Yeah, I could have not had that hot pocket that I just ate. But uh, yeah, please check it out. Um, I think it's I think it's a pretty fun show. I think it's it's accessible to anybody. Um, even beyond being a Sex in the City show, you know, it's it's about relationships. It's a kind of a life podcast. Um, a lot of great con- a lot of great conversation gets pretty ridiculous as we drink i just think it's a fun listen um it's a lot of fun to do so try it out do you, do you have any any what do you got to lose do you have any ideas or hopes of where you'd eventually like to take cosmopolitan well we're already nearing the end of season one of the of sex oh, yeah, in the city a, it was an hbo show so like 10 episodes a season right yeah, it, it fluctuates. I mean, there's like 96 episodes in total, so by the time it's done, I'll be a completely different person oh, if I even live that long. And we got two, 96 weeks. <laughs> that's a year and a half. Yeah, and we got we got two, and then we got two movies, and we have we have some follow up ideas. We have some bonus ideas. Um, we'll we'll see where it goes. We've got some things we're we're thinking about moving forward. Obviously, like any podcast, would be cool to get sponsored. Um, I I think we I think we should get sponsored by like. I, you know, I keep bringing up sex toys on this show for some oh, reason. Oh, God. But, you know, I've been hearing, like, um, for hymns, like, they sell boner pills or something. <laughs> I think there's I think there's a lot of potential in that. Um, see, I'd like to get sponsored. we got a couple hey, listen, ideas. I know we're a movie podcast, but if you want to throw some boner pills our way, I will gladly take your money. For sure. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll specifically do a Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy there review you, there episode. You, hey, there you go. There you go. That's how you get me back in the building, for sure. <laughs> well, I know the next time we've talked about for sure getting you back is when we do our uh, Glass Split Unbreakable trilogy review once that comes out. Oh, dude, imagine if you were Mr. Glass and you got a boner. Oh, God. How many boners do you think he's broke? Well, I oh, guess yeah. boners, don't, bone. boners don't have bones. It's, it's probably just... 
like the f- bottom half stiff and then it's drooping that's, down. Like <laughs> that's our, the name of our first episode. Boners don't have bones. <laughs> yeah. But um, Taylor Cleek guest. No, Cosmopolitan's Taylor Cleek guest. But um, but I, I, thank you for the interview, Taylor. But as, no, thank you. <laughs> as you guys have probably heard throughout the show, Nick and Taylor do pretty decent impressions. I don't think we've done one. Yet. Oh no, you've done a couple. You did Watto. You, oh right, yeah. right, right, right. But so we're, so we're gonna play our, our game of the week, which we call the impressionist. I'm gonna. Oh no. <laughs> I'm gonna start listing off characters, and it's each be of them. Disgusting. <laughs> and each of them are gonna take turns so doing this character impression. So let's. Nothing offensive. Nothing. Nothing offensive. Only, I mean, Watto's a stereotype only, all at its, its own. It's only going to be offensive. <laughs> But no, let's start off with an oldie but a goodie, which I know Nick kills that. Jar Jar Binks. Uh, well, we'll have Taylor start though. Just yeah, so. really. I, can you do Jar Jar? Why the fuck <laughs> do I? <laughs> you asked to be on this. I no, really, I actually he, he, did he not. Did I, I did him. not. There's your impersonation. <laughs> um, that's coming. We know that's it. coming. That's coming. <sighs> what the fuck's a Jar Jar wine? What, what does he say? We something big doo doo. Um, <clears throat> Peach Nahi into this. We signed Big Doodoo. <laughs> How's that? It's actually really offensive. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, oh, Nick, Nick, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, All right, so, uh, technically beat that, baby. Can't Turkey put Day. A, can't uh, put a face to me, right? Yeah, right. All right. But uh, let's, <coughs> Nick, let's uh, let's, let's yeah. Let me show him. Let me show you how. Let's, it's done. let's, let's. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, what did I even say? So you got to give me a phrase. Whatever you want to hear me say is Jar Jar Binks, which Dude, could I'm, get which could get really offensive. Just go 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 with it. Just go mm-hmm. with it. I killed them and the women and children. <laughs> no. My name is John Paul Dutton, and this I run New York City. How, how's that? I fucking hate this show. <laughs> I'm never coming back on this show. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, thank you. Unfortunately, it's I didn't. Kid. I didn't actually realize you could do that. You didn't know. Oh no! Oh, that's something you've. <laughs> that's that's something you've owned. Yes. Unfortunately, I, I unfortunately owned that character. It was not your first time doing that. Right. Oh no! It's I, I once I once not. watched Attack of the. No, I don't know if it was Phantom Attack Menace. of the Clones or Phantom Menace, Phantom and Menace. just narrated it with that voice it on was, my Snapchat story once. It was Phantom Menace. I remember. Yeah, I. I hate it. All right, now we're, now we're going to ha- go to an impression we're going to have you two do together and just have a little co- bit of a conversation as okay. Hank and Bobby Hill. Which... Uh, you can decide who who's who amongst yourselves. Why? <laughs> which, which one do you want? How is this a game? Oh, it's... it's what is this? More like game over. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I personally... Okay, so, so, so I guess stories can come from this. Um... There was a night where we tried to film for this, like, short film festival for, like, it it was a cell phone short (laughs) film festival, and Taylor just started doing Hank Hill and Bobby impressions with this, like, skeleton named Skelly, which is actually laying across the room over there. Actually, Skelly was one of the... (laughs) Which which was funny because, like, I went to do some laundry a couple... Or earlier, I went to go grab a pair of socks from the laundry, and Skelly was, like, laying, like... Ass, ass in the air in front of me as I like went over to so, the laundry. So Taylor side. came and visited your girlfriend. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Skelly's my girlfriend. So I don't know, whatever. So so 
Uh, God. So who, why can't who, we do movie trivia? Who's doing who? That's that's for our guest next week. <clears throat> Bobby went and stuck googly eyes on my propane tank, and now it's coming to life. Dad. <laughs> His name is Sparky Dad. My whole family's asleep. He lets me fuck him, Dad. <laughs> My whole family's asleep upstairs, probably waking up to this shit. Dad! What I are you... love you, Daddy! Oh, wait, that's, that's the kid from Shrek. What so. do you mean you're a furry? <laughs> I prefer you to do everything you take him. Can you do an entire episode of Cosmopolitan? This is who I am! Can you do an entire Cosmopolitan? I like to dress up like a dog! As Hank Hill. <laughs> Can you do the rest of this as Hank Hill? Yeah, sure. What's the next impersonation I have to do? <laughs> oh, God. Damn uh, it, Bobby. You know I don't uh, want to do these impersonations. Mesa Jar Jar Binks. Napoleon Dynamite. Come on, Tina. Eat your dinner. <laughs> Tina, you fat large. Come get some dinner. <laughs> yes. Can we just do... Can we change the game? No. To just yeah, feed the lava call it Hank Hill. Oh, hold up. Yeah, well, we're going to change this to Hank Hill, and they're going to do... Movie lines from a movie. I'll give them a movie. I gotta read the can... lines, but yes, I'll, I'll do it as Jar Jar and Hank Hill. I just came here to eat cookies, man. Uh, hold on, hold on. So Taylor's gonna do lines all as Hank Hill, and Nick's gonna do lines all as Jar Jar. Oh. Nick, first we'll go with you with the. What What's your favorite scene from Pulp Fiction? Oh, okay. Sorry. Missa, do not like sand. It's a coarse. It's a dry. And it gets everywhere. I love that part of Pulp Fiction. Yeah, that's not a Pulp Fiction, buddy. I know. Oh, God. That's my favorite part. <laughs> oh, you don't want to disrespect Pulp Fiction. No, not at all. <laughs> Misa wasn't supposed to be here today. Was, oh. that, was, that, was that good? I, I stole a line I from I hate Clerks. this game. <laughs> Come on, Hank. Come do on, some Hank. movie quotes. All right, Hank. <laughs> do some. Do a, do a live. Hank, for, for you, let's get a line from Gotti. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> that's where that's where it ends. <laughs> oh. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I've, I've been trying to purge every line of Gotti from my fucking. <laughs> I don't even. Is there memorable lines from that movie? I. That's that's actually. Yeah, yeah. Then he looks right in the camera. and says, "You never meet another motherfucker like me." And I just project all vomit in the theater. Well, you never meet another motherfucker. So embarrassing. Seriously, the worst part of Gotti is when he fourth wall breaks. Looks at me and tells me how fucking sick being Gotti is in this after this complete like train wreck <laughs> embarrassment of a excuse of a movie. It's ugh, dude. It's so bad. It's so bad. If, oh, if you guys ever want to do like an actual Gotti episode, like that's the only reason I ever want to talk about this movie again is if we purely talk about this movie. Oh, of course. If we do like a three-hour <clears throat> dissertation. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. You gotta yeah. ask yourself if you're one question. Are you feeling lucky, punk? All right, nigga. Jar Jar. The Godfather, I, I, I'm going to make you an offer you, you can't refuse. Or offer you can't refuse. This I'm going to make you an offer you cannot confu- confuse. <laughs> what the fuck am I saying? Oh. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here every week. You have to deal with this. I, I sure as hell and, won't. And Matt's coming up with ideas like this. This is going to be the greatest podcast of uh, all time. All right. This is the part that's edited out. <laughs> oh, no, hell no, it's not. Uh, you were the chosen one. Hey, 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 hey Hank. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. 
from the classic oh. apoc- apocalypse oh. now. But I know what he's going to replace. I love the smell of propane in the morning. <laughs> he's easy. Yep, I knew he Yeah, throw, throw a toughie at him. <laughs> like... The entire Gotti script, but every single time... If you, can punch, if you punch up the actual PDF script of Gotti, <laughs> I'll, I'll read the entire oh, thing. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. I'll read the entire thing, I'll do all the character voices, Hank, and, I'll, Hank, and I'll do, Hank, and I'll do the soundtrack as Pitbull. Hank. <laughs> Hank, we got another one for you. The classic line from Jaws, you're gonna need a bigger boat. Am I Hank Hill? Yep. I just say it? Yep, just say the line. You're gonna need a bigger boat. So I got so much to it. Yeah, really. I thought you put some inflection in it. Alright, alright. <clears throat> Damn it, Bobby, we're gonna need a bigger boat. This podcast needs to end. For the love of God, stop recording, Bobby. <laughs> you're right, and on that note, it is nearly 1 a.m. in Cleveland. Wow. Which you'll know because you're listening to this live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, they're they're, not, they're As listening. As Vin to Diesel it. would say, "We're doing a live." I don't want to stop my podcast, Dan. Too bad, Bobby. Too bad. David, Bobby. All right, signing off. This is Matt. This is Bobby. And this is Taylor, co-host of Cosbro Palatin, available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, <laughs> and SoundCloud. And Gotti. Have a good night.